welcome to Quirky Cooking Chats. I'm your host, Jo Witten, and I'm so glad you could join me today. Here in my kitchen today, with a bit of a mess behind me because we are packing chopping boards for the online store. My son and my dad have been making these beautiful handcrafted wooden chopping boards, and we are so excited to get them out into the world. So we have been very busy packing and labeling and getting everything up on the website. So it's going to be um, exciting to get that finished today. As you can see, I am back podcasting. So exciting. I've had a quite a long break because I needed to really focus on my new cookbook, which you can see in the background there. <laughs> Simple healing food. If you haven't seen it yet, pop over to my website and have a look. It's really good for those of you who are wanting to just gently change your cooking to more gut healing recipes, or if you really want to dive deep and just get in there and really learn about healing the gut. Simple family friendly recipes that are really nourishing and use basic ingredients, nothing too scary. <laughs> um, that might be a really great option for you. So have a look, you'll see the link below. All right, so today we're gonna to be talking about creating healthy habits. If you are like me, you've probably made decisions, maybe at the start of the year, that's pretty common, um, to exercise more or eat better or um, keep your house cleaner or keep everything decluttered or um, whatever it may be. And you find that you start off well and you feel really motivated and then your motivation kind of wanes and you end up back where you started. I really think that this is something that's very common um, and it's not because we have failed and we're just no good at being motivated and we're no good at self-control. It's because we're going about it probably not the best way. If you try to change a lot of things at once or make big changes all at once, you'll generally not be able to keep up with it because it's not sustainable. Um, so this podcast is all about making simple, small, even tiny changes to create new habits that will help you to gain motivation and will help you to gain the energy you need to heal and to eat better and to exercise and all the things that you want to do. So I hope you enjoy it. It's actually a podcast, sorry, a, a video that I did for our online program, The Gut Health Formula. And I just thought it was something that you guys might find helpful. Um, I know that all the books that I've been reading on this subject have been very helpful for me and I've gotten a better grasp on the whole idea of starting tiny and how important that is. Before we get started, I would like to read you a page out of my new cookbook, Simple Healing Food, um, because this is something that I think we all need a bit of encouragement with. Changing your diet, um, you need to know the why behind it. Um, but you also need to know that there is hope for healing and that you can get through these difficult times that you're in by taking tiny steps forward. So this is something that I wrote about in my introduction in my book and I told my story and shared the difference in my health. Like you can see, I don't know if you can see that, but that was me and I was not well. <laughs> And it was all about making those small changes over the years until I became much healthier and really worked on my gut health. But I just want to say um, you need to really give yourself some grace, um, give yourself time to heal. 
give yourself time to change and don't try and do everything at once then beat yourself up if you can't um, take the time to really carefully and thoughtfully go through what you need to do break it down into small steps and then just work on small steps little by little and that's what I'll be talking about in this podcast but I just want to read you this page from my book our family will be forever grateful to those who guided us towards this common sense approach to eating and healing. My hope and prayer is that we can in turn inspire others dealing with chronic health issues. If this is you, please know there is always hope. There is always another small step you can take to move forward. Look for that step. It takes time to heal. Be gentle and patient with yourself. Adding to the stress by trying to do everything at once will slow down healing. You will have ups and downs, good days and bad days. Sometimes it will feel like two steps forward, one step back, that's normal. Ask for help. You will greatly benefit from having a support team to cheer you on. Communicate your needs clearly. Even your closest loved ones won't understand what you're going through unless you explain it to them. The people who love you will be happy to support you. If you need to hire some help with everyday things like cooking and cleaning, do it. Even two to four hours a week can make a huge difference when you're struggling to keep up. Having trusted, experienced, understanding health professionals in your support team will make a huge difference to the success of your healing journey. Make sure the people you choose take a big picture, long-term approach to health so that the stress is kept low and healing is steady. Keep a gratitude journal and make it a practice to search for joy and beauty in little things each and every day. Document your journey because one day you will look back at all the progress you've made and know that you need to share your amazing story with others. I wish you all the very best on your journey to good health. I hope that this podcast will be a help to you in starting on that journey with small steps and I hope that you'll be able to be gentle with yourself and not take it too hard when you make mistakes or slip backwards just keep taking those tiny steps and you will get there enjoy let's talk about creating healthy habits so um, I know when you start a program usually you'll probably hear like a, if it's a program or a cleanse or a some kind of diet protocol you generally will hear um, that you need to chuck out all the food that you shouldn't be eating and start putting in all these new foods and stick to this menu. But that's not how we do things because we want the changes to be sustainable. And for the changes to be sustainable, they need to be small to start with. Okay, so we recommend that before you jump in and start making changes to your diet to your health practices um, to anything really that first of all you observe where you're at right now think it through think about what direction you want to head and start putting into place some goals for your health and then work out how to get there so before trying to add new habits and before trying to change everything, it's important to observe what habits you already have in place, what has worked, what is working, and what is not working, <laughs> uh, 
and think about the consequences of your choices and the current habits that you have, good or bad or neutral. Um, and before you decide what to do about them or change them, just observe them. So that's the first step. We're going to be talking a lot about first steps in this program. We're going to help you break down the big changes into small steps and we're going to always look at one step at a time. So the first step is to begin observing your habits. Now awareness and knowing the reason why is always the first step to changing behavior. Health priorities are the why behind any changes you want to make. The foundations have to be built first and your why is the foundation for change. So every goal that you set for yourself needs to be in alignment with your health priorities. So you've got to keep them in mind. Maybe um, if you haven't already written them down, I would really encourage you to write them down and stick them on the wall or on the fridge. And whenever you um, think about saying yes to something new in life, or think about chucking something out or changing a habit, have a look at your health priorities and say, does this decision line up with the direction I want to go? All right, so building healthy habits. So habits are a means to an end. They teach us the skills for change. They send us on the journey towards our dreams and they help us they actually help us to have more joy along the way, believe it or not. They sound boring, but they actually are something that will bring you more joy if you can start working these good habits into your life. We always feel more successful in life when we have healthy habits and practices in place that have become such a part of who we are that they're easy for us. And we know they're good for us we're doing them simply every day and we feel good about that. Okay, so this may be um, things like, okay, brushing your teeth, something simple as that. Hopefully that's a habit for all of us. <laughs> Getting up in the morning, um, brushing your teeth, brushing your teeth at night. Um, hopefully that's something that you're used to doing without really thinking about it. Um, and like I know I feel, I can feel kind of ugh in the morning um, until I've had a shower and brushed my teeth. And then I'm like, okay, now I'm ready for the day and I feel better. Um, so they're very basic. That's a very basic example of how a simple habit can make you feel good. Okay, so um, think about how good you would feel and how successful and happy and fulfilled if you were able to every day get to bed early and get a good night's sleep, wake up with the birds, have a beautiful calm morning, exercise regularly in a way that makes you feel good and happy and strong, um, eat a nourishing breakfast and eat well throughout the day feed your family nutrient-dense meals that they love and spend quality time with your family and friends and keep your house tidy and decluttered and have a thriving vegetable garden. All those things are the kind of things that I look at as success. You may have other things that you think of as like a successful happy life 
but think about whatever it is that that would make you feel like I have got it together. <laughs> um, so it might be a bit different than mine, but that's the kind of things I think of. Okay, so the things that you dream of and hope for, these are your goals and you can get to the place where these things are just part of your everyday life. So your dreams and aspirations can be reached by thoughtfully and systematically building up little habits, little skills, little tiny steps, um, and building up the skills and the knowledge can lead to change, or will lead to change. Um, and that's what I mean by habits are a means to an end. So habits ingrain the skills and knowledge into our everyday lives and propel us forward towards our dreams. So how can we get these good habits started in our lives that will help us towards our goals? I think the really important thing to mention first is that motivation alone will not create change in behavior. So this is a fact that's been studied and um, you'll read it in a lot of motivational books that you can't just say, I will wait for that feeling of motivation and then I will change. You probably know this from, from experience. Um, again, you start a program, you start a book, you start a podcast and you go, yes, that resonates, that feels right, that's what I need to do, I feel so motivated. And three days later, your motivation is gone. Or by the end of the day, your motivation is gone. Motivation is actually, um, it's, like, it's like using a muscle. And you can strengthen it by using it more and more, but you can also fatigue your motivation. <laughs> so when you get up in the morning, your motivation is at a good high level. Our motivation is highest in the mornings. You get up, you look at your day and you think, I'm going to fit so much in today. I'm going to get this done and this done and this done. And you get to about lunchtime and you're like, well, I haven't got one thing crossed off yet, but I'm still, I'm going to get there. And then by dinner time, you're like, I'm exhausted and I don't really care anymore. And I'm just going to eat chocolate and put my feet up and watch TV. <laughs> and it's like, why does the motivation disappear? Um, basically, you use motivation for a lot of things in life. It's not just for big habits that you want to change. It's for things like um, getting up and going to work, <laughs> um, getting out of bed in the morning, doing a little bit of exercise maybe, um, telling yourself, okay, I need to take my supplements or whatever it is that you've got to do in the morning. Um, maybe getting the kids ready for school and doing homework with them and making sure that everybody's got their lunches packed and all of that kind of thing. All of these things take motivation. And after a while, you get to a tipping point where your motivation is tired. Just, it's like a, it's like a muscle, it's, it's worn out and it wants to have a rest. <laughs> and so, um, you know, there's only so much that you can make yourself do by using motivation. Um, and just keep in mind for the next video that motivation is strongest in the mornings. So morning motivation. All right. So if you're just relying on motivation, you will be very hit and miss with change. So this is why we are so um, 
careful to build a foundation at the start of the program because we want you to understand how to build changes of behavior into your life in a very doable way and in a sustainable way. Um, just relying on feeling motivated is not gonna get you very far. So um, we want to start taking small steps. Now, let me just give you a little practical um, homework. <laughs> no, I shouldn't say homework because then people go, no. Um, okay, a little activity that you can do um, to help you figure out how to head towards your goals. First of all, write down your dreams and goals for a happy, healthy life. Nothing is out of, out of you know, nothing is too hard. Just write down what you would love for your life to look like. Um, but remember, it needs to align with your health priorities. Okay, so, you know, having a happy, strong family life or um, feeling vibrant and healthy, um, making every day count, you know, whatever it is that you've written down for your health priorities, your dreams need to line up with that. So, um, Maybe when you sit down and do some journaling in the morning, pick one of these dreams that you have to really dig down into um, and break it down into tiny positive habits. Okay, for example, to make a behavior or goal doable, you just need to break it down into tiny steps um, and find where it naturally fits, where these steps naturally fit into your life. And then you just keep nurturing these little tiny habits, like little seedlings in the garden, and they will grow day by day. And you will see long-term changes and start seeing dreams being accomplished. Okay, so let me give you an example of this. Um, my new cookbook. Okay. This is my third cookbook. It has, let's see, how many pages does it have? I think it's 288 pages. Yep. 288 pages. It has years of work in it, years. It has a lot of money in it. Um, it has a lot of time. It has a lot of people coming together to make it happen. Now, that book was once a, just a dream. It was just a thought that I would like to do a gut health, make a gut health cookbook that's really beautiful, has gorgeous photography, has little stories of, you know, how we healed and um, what we found helpful. It's got information for gut health for people that are just getting started. Um, it's got extra reading and resources in the back that people can go to if they want more information. It's got amazing, delicious, simple recipes. Um, with all, Like, it was just a dream in my head. And, it, and when I wrote my first book, especially, it seemed way too big. And I thought I would love to do a cookbook sometime, but I have no idea what I'm doing and I will probably never do it. But then when I started to break it down into small steps, it became doable. So the first step, for instance, in writing a cookbook is start writing down what you're doing when you're cooking, um, even if it's just in a notepad on your phone. Um, and then start writing those recipes out so that they're easy for people to understand. And um, as you write one recipe, you put it into a folder for that section, 
on your computer in Google Drive and you just keep adding to that over time until you've got a good selection of recipes and then I can start talking to people about um, you know what they need help with and so it it will happen if you just chip away at it and don't think of it as this giant big thing that you've got to get done um, really quickly but you work away at small steps so one of the reasons that we're really wanting to talk about habits is because um, when you feel like your day is out of control you probably won't get very far with changing your diet changing your health practices um, building family relationships and community um, finding time for yourself reducing stress and busyness you probably won't do very well in those areas if you can't organize your time and slow your life down and just really think about where you're going and why um, and really just carve some time out of your day for the things that are truly important instead of rushing from one urgent thing to another. And I know we all go through stages where there's more craziness than at other times and that's normal. Like again, with the cookbook towards the end, it gets very crazy and um, I just have to tell myself this is only for a season and I'm gonna get through this and then I'm gonna have a holiday. But most of the time we just need to be ticking along at a steady pace um, without having a heap of stress on us and able to add in new habits. And here's some things that I found are really helpful for organizing your time and for um, just really taking control of your day. The first thing that I really recommend you do is a time audit. Has anyone ever done a time audit? I do this now and then for myself, just for my own, um, uh, to hold myself accountable for how I'm spending my time. And sometimes I'll do it for a day or three days, sometimes I'll do it for a whole week. And what you do is you write down every hour that you're awake, um, you write down how you spent your time. So just in short form, there is a really good app that I use called Toggle. And you can get that for your phone or your laptop computer, T-O-G-G-L, and it's free. And you can press like a start stop button and write down what you did in that time. Um, and I just, and the reason I love that is because I'm a statistics person. I like to look at the report at the end of the day and the end of the week, and it does a nice pie chart for you and shows you where your time's going. <laughs> um, so if you can kind of, if you can write down, you know, what you're doing throughout the day, you can either do it in hour chunks, or if you're using something like Toggle, you can just write down, um, in the morning you might just write down breakfast and getting ready home duties and then that goes for a certain amount of time and then you stop the timer and then start and say quiet time journaling writing stop the timer exercise and i like to do it that way because then i can see the different sections of where my time's going so i really recommend do that for a week if you can and then go back and assess what you're what you're doing with your time observe your habits okay so this is what we're talking about at the start observing your habits um, you can make a habit scorecard which is write a list of your daily habits good and bad and neutral just write a list of them 
brushing teeth, all the things that you see as a habit, not the things that you do now and then. I'm talking about their habits, their things that you just do without hardly even thinking about it. Write those down and then say to yourself, okay, which of these habits do I want to get rid of? Which of these habits do I want to do more of or improve? Um, and which of these are just neutral and like brushing your teeth or whatever. Um, and think about what you would change if you could. Start writing down what your ideal morning would look like. And this will change in different seasons of life. I find um, mine even changes in different seasons of weather. Um, so at the moment, it's pretty easy to get up at 5.30 or 6, go sit outside. It's warm, the sun comes up pretty early, um, sit outside and drink my water, do my journaling, that kind of thing. But I can imagine that in winter, I won't want to sit on the front veranda in the dark. So then my habit will maybe change to sit in the lounge room with a blankie on the recliner and um, have a hot cuppa <laughs> with my journal. So yeah, it's going to change over time, but for now, just start with where you are um, what your ideal morning would look like and work out how much time you would like to assign to each activity um, in the morning. Don't jump in and start doing that right now. You're just thinking about it. You're observing. Okay. So um, some things you just won't have time for right now. You're thinking about what you would like to do eventually. Okay. And then when you're ready to start adding in a habit or two, add a habit with just two minutes of that behavior. Okay, so for instance, um, you may not do, maybe you're not doing any exercise in the morning and you want to, but you feel like you're just too time poor and it stresses you out to think of doing a half hour workout or an hour workout. So you say, okay, I'm gonna do two minutes of movement every morning and you keep doing that until it becomes a habit for me i usually get out of bed and go outside and do chi squats which is i'm not going to show you <laughs> look it up <laughs> um, so it's basically lifting your arms up and squatting down and up and down and it's pretty easy but it really fills your lungs with oxygen um, it gets you breathing deeply, which is a really good way to get energy in the morning. And it also gives your arms and, and thighs and backside and all that a bit of exercise. Um, I try to do five minutes, but sometimes I only do two. But even that seems to kind of wake me up a bit and um, gets me moving. So try and start with two minutes of whatever habit you want to start getting into your day. If you find that's too, even that's too hard and you're not doing it, start with 30 seconds, pull it back. So there's small steps and there's tiny steps. <laughs> and tiny steps are not a bad thing. It's quite okay to start with tiny steps. And the reason why um, scientists say it's important to start tiny is because our brains will tell us, I don't have time for this. And so I'm not even going to start. But if you start with something so tiny as 30 seconds or one minute or two minutes, whatever it is that you decide, um, you know that you can fit that in. Like anybody can fit 30 seconds in. 
So um, it helps you to start right now instead of putting it off because the longer you put it off, the less likely that you'll ever do it. And even when you feel too time poor to add something else to your day, you can fit in 30 seconds. Another way to help start changing habits and adding in the things that you really want to do but can't find the time for is habit stacking. So basically it's doing two things at once or more. Okay, so habit stacking means you pair habits with habits you already have. For instance, um, when you wanna create a new habit, link it with something that is already habitual for you and easy, because then you won't find the new habit hard. So for instance, I will do this new habit whenever I do that existing habit. So some examples might be, um, this, is, this is, I thought about some ones that I did before I'd even read about habit stacking. Um, I decided I wanted to drink three cups of water in the morning first thing, filtered water, before I had coffee because I was finding that I was dehydrated and I was getting up in the morning and having a coffee straight away. So I was like, okay, no, I need to stop having coffee straight away. I need to have water first. And um, so the first thing I did, my habit was getting up, making a coffee. So my first habit stack was before I pour my coffee, I drink a cup of water. So I had to go to the filter, get a cup of water, drink that, then I was allowed to pour my coffee. So that was my first habit stack. Once that became a habit, my next habit stack was build that up into a bottle of water. So I worked from one cup to three cups, which is how much my bottle of water holds. And I had to drink the whole bottle of water before I was allowed to drink a coffee. <laughs> so now that's a habit for me. I feel good when I do that. And so that reinforces the behavior. And um, now it feels like I just can't drink a coffee until I've had a whole bottle of water. Um, my next habit that I stacked on that was um, fill my water bottle, pick up my journal and pen, walk out the front door, sit on the veranda in the sunshine and drink my water. So instead of standing there at the kitchen bench, drinking my water in a hurry so that I could make my coffee, I took my water bottle with my journal and pen, this is what I do now, um, and go sit on the front veranda in the sunshine when it's sunny. If it's not sunny, then I just sit there in the non-sunshine, <laughs> still fresh air, um, and drink my water more slowly while journaling and having my quiet time. So once I get that bottle of water drunk, then I can go make myself a coffee and then bring that back and keep journaling. So that's my habit now. And that happened with small steps. Like it wasn't first thing going straight from making coffee in the morning and sitting down scrolling on my phone and overnight changing to sitting in the sunshine, drinking a whole bottle of water and journaling and then having a coffee. So it wasn't overnight, it was habit stacking little by little, tiny steps until I was able to um, get to where I wanted to be. <clears throat> um, another habit stack that I do, I'll tell you a couple more just to give you, this is just to get your brain working and thinking about habit stacks that you could put into your life. Okay, so my shower, wash hair, dry hair, put on makeup, that habit, is well ingrained. I do that every morning. I do not feel awake and ready for the day until I've done that. So um, I started doing, make, making a habit to 
as soon as I got out of the shower, I would turn on a podcast or a good audible book or a, like a devotional app or something like that, an inspirational app. And I would listen to that while I did my hair and makeup, brush my teeth and all of that. And that, like for me, that's about 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> um, and I found that that was such a great time for no one's in the bathroom bothering me. I don't have little kids um, and I can concentrate and I'm going to be there anyway. So I may as well use that time. And I, so I don't feel like oh, I need to hurry. I, I can't listen to this right now. I don't feel like that because I'm going to be there anyway. Um, and I'll often even stop and take note of something because I'm just like, oh, that was really good. I'll write that down. Um, you may find that the drive to, I don't have to have a big drive to work, but you may have a big drive to work and that may be the time where you can listen to a podcast or a good book. Um, and that can be your habit stack. And I'll tell you another, one more funny one. Um, when I do my hair, I, I use hot rollers in the morning and it takes me, only takes me about five minutes to put them in. Then I do my makeup, I have like the real schedule, you know, do my makeup take them out and I started doing squats with each time I needed to pick up a curler I would squat down to the floor pick up a curler stand up put it in squat down to the floor pick up a curler and then when I take them out I take the curler out squat down put it and so I did you know 10 12 squats nice and slow in that time it doesn't sound like much it's a tiny habit but it's still movement, it's still exercise and every bit helps. <laughs> so whenever you can think of something that you can habit stack, do it because that will really help you to make those good habits. Okay, so what about the bad habits? We really emphasize bring, adding in before taking out. So adding in the good habits, which will naturally push out the bad habits or help you to push them out adding in the good foods and then pushing out the other foods. So instead of saying, um, throw out all that food, don't eat this, 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 and this, um, and now put in the good food, we don't say that. We say add in the good food, add in the good habits, and that will naturally help you to get rid of the bad habits and the not so good food. So um, one thing that you can do when you get to the stage of wanting to push out those bad habits and bad foods, is make the bad habits harder than the good habits. Um, make it really hard. Okay, for instance, um, if you usually stock up on chips and chocolate and soft drink whenever you're at the grocery store because the family demands it or whatever, or you need your, your treat at night or whatever it is, um, once you get to the stage where you're ready, stop buying the junk food when you go to the grocery store so that it's not in the house. It's not there. If you want it, you're gonna to have to get in the car and go and buy it. So it makes it harder. And to make it easier to have the good food, make sure that when you do some cooking on the weekend or sometime when you've got some time, make yourself some good quality chocolate, homemade chocolate, make yourself some good treats and put them in the freezer. And then when you get home at the end of the day and you're tired or you've had dinner and you just really are craving something sweet, you won't reach for the rubbish chocolate. You'll go, there is no rubbish chocolate. Okay, I will have a healthy chocolate. And before you know it, you'll start realizing that you prefer the healthy chocolate because it makes you feel better and it tastes really good. Um, but just make the, make the um, junk food hard by not having it 
on hand. And this is um, important for kids as well when you're trying to help them to have good habits. Um, really reward the good habits, like celebrate the wins for yourself, for your children, for your family. Celebrate whenever you make a good choice and whenever you have, um, you notice that your good habits are really starting to become um, the norm, celebrate that. Um, celebrate the small wins and make the hard, make, make the bad habits harder. So um, I also think that you have to remember to accept any mistakes and failures as discoveries and use them to move forward. So instead of criticizing yourself, beating yourself up when you fail, whatever fail is for you, <laughs> um, instead of the shame, blame and deprivation, as Elise says, um, make sure that you reward yourself for the good behavior and the good habits and the good foods um, and don't beat yourself up and, and self-criticize whenever you make a mistake. You will actually change more habits when you feel good, not when you feel bad. It's the same with kids. If you, if you um, yell and scream at kids when they're not um, doing what you want them to do, does it actually help them to change? doesn't motivate them to have good behavior. It just makes them angry or upset. So it actually doesn't help anything. But when you, um, you make the bad behavior difficult for them with consequences that are very calm and you make the good behavior well rewarded and really happy and fun and um, that promotes good behavior. And it's the same for you when you make the, um, mistakes don't beat yourself up just move on there's going to be natural consequences just move on and just keep trying to work on those good habits and rewarding yourself when you do okay and lastly just remember to keep it simple um, the simpler the behavior the more likely that the behavior will become a habit Starting tiny means that you can start walk, working towards a big change without worrying about all the time involved or feeling overwhelmed by trying to think about everything that it involves to make that change and all the ramifications of changing. Um, instead, if you just break it down into tiny steps, keep it very simple, each step is simple and focus on just one step at a time you'll start smashing goals all over the place in time. It will take time, but as you start to win in small steps, it um, has a knock-on effect and you start to be much more motivated. Um, now here's another little um, activity that you can do if you want to. Um, this is something that I tried the other day and it worked really well. Um, so I said to my kids, because I'm finding that I've got older kids and they seem to get up a bit late at the moment. And I'm just like, okay, how about trying to set your time, your, your alarm clock half an hour earlier, get up early and do this. This, is, this was something that I worked on and I recommended to my kids. So we'll see how we go. But basically set your alarm clock for 30 minutes earlier and get to bed 30 minutes earlier. If that's too much, 15 minutes, try 15 minutes or even five, <laughs> but probably you can do 15. All right, um, when the 
alarm clock rings, jump out of bed and do two minutes of movement. So chi squats, stretching, star jumps, running up and down the driveway, whatever it is that <laughs> that's a bit too energetic for the morning. Chi squats is nice because it's not um, my PT, who's also Elisa's PT, um, calls it working in, not working out. So it's not really hard. Um, so two minutes of chi squats, then make your bed and tidy your room for two minutes. So I'm, I'm dividing this up into two minute segments. You can do one minute, you can do 30 seconds. Um, I already do all these things, so I thought I'll just do it in two minutes and see how I go. Two minutes of squats, two minutes tidying the room and making the bed, um, filling the water bottle and drinking water for two minutes while sitting in the sunshine, two minutes to read something inspirational, two minutes for quiet prayer and meditation, two minutes of writing down your thoughts about what you read, um, two minutes to write a quick to-do list for the day or brain dump, which I'm going to talk about in the next video. And then um, two minutes to do a bit more movement, run up and down the driveway, do some arm exercises, squats, whatever. Then make a cuppa and sit down for two minutes to plan the meals for the day. Make sure you've got everything um, and write a shopping list if you need to. And then you can turn on your phone, check your messages, get started on your day. So when I added that up, that was half an hour. So if you set your time, set your alarm clock for half an hour early, write down what you could do in two minute segments um, and get your day started early with some new habits that you can try. That might be a fun activity, but when you're ready. <laughs> Start with 30 seconds if you need to. Okay, so I want to, um, I'll write this all out into a list for you to get some ideas from in tiny steps, in bullet points. I love bullet points. I'm always telling my assistant, can you just write it in bullet points? Because I like little steps. <laughs> and included in that will be some books for inspiration that you might like to listen to on audiobooks or you might like to download on your Kindle and read five minutes a day. Um, so these are books that I've found really helpful on making um, habits, good habits, and on one of them is called um, What the Most Successful People Do Before Breakfast. I love that book. Um, mini habits, tiny habits, atomic habits. There's a lot of books out there like that. So I'll write some um, recommendations for you for future reference. But I hope you found that helpful and just if there's anything you take away from this talk, it is that um, everything you want to add into your life and every change that you want to make needs to start small. So start tiny, build it up, and you will get there. All right, all the best. Thanks, guys. I hope you enjoyed that. Have a great weekend, and I will see you next Friday for another podcast from Quirky Quirky.